Every year when it's time to plant fall veg, I get excited just thinking about that little nip in the air that I'll be experiencing very soon. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of September the 6th, 2012. We haven't felt much of a nip lately. I it's know, been not a, yet. It's been a hot um <laughs> Humid. Early September here and humid. I yes. hate this humidity. And we have really struggled, not so much with our comfort. We're fine, but the mildew builds up on clothing and furniture and so forth. And it's kind of a pain to deal with all this humidity. So we are very much looking forward to the fall, not only because of the change in the humidity but also because it's always fun to grow fall veg i know it's it's i always say that's my laid-back garden well of course this summer we've talked about the fact that it was all a lot more laid back than i wanted it to be but this one we're planning it to be you know when we set out to plant it we say it'll be laid back so the expectations are more modest and yet it's a lot and it's a lot more fun to be out gardening that time of the year too. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about where we are right now with Veg Hill. Uh clearly the okra are the stars of oh, yeah. the, the Veg Hill I production just, run. Right. I just finished harvesting another half basket, you know, like half I guess probably a quarter of a bushel of okra and I already have some piled up on the uh counter from the other day and I've been freezing it on a regular basis because I had such good luck with that technique last year so that we can enjoy it into the winter, making stews, soups, gumbo, et cetera. And just fixing okra with a, a, oh, with yeah. a meal. It's good. So, uh, yeah, plenty of okra. I'm still getting peppers. My peppers are doing really well. And that's some bell pepper, banana peppers, um, some Anaheim peppers, some um, cow horn, and then a few, the last of the... Um, Cayenne peppers. I'm seeing those. Thank goodness. I have struggled through the cayenne peppers. They have um, well, not been my favorite. You know, but. we only, uh, let me just be fair, we put one cayenne pepper in a cheese dip and it turns you off. The main reason I grew those cayenne peppers is to make pepper sauce. And I did that the other day and they're just beautiful. I don't know how they it's are going pretty. to taste, but it's so I'll pretty, grant you that. Pretty and red. And um, so anyway, we've got the peppers still going. Um, some lima beans are still doing really well. The peas are beginning to get so much bug damage that I, I picked some the other day and we had some for supper, but I'm, I'm about ready to view those as a trap crop that I'm thinking, okay, stink bugs, go to that. Just try to leave the lima beans alone because I'm really getting a better, uh, crop from lima beans. So, okay. you know, that's doing pretty well. And then, um, we're thinking pretty soon now those asparagus ferns are going to start turning yellow. Right. Which will be the sign that mm -hmm. they're uh, going to bed for the winter. Yeah. And, of course, the sweet potatoes are looking good in that I'm still seeing a lot of blossoms on those. They're clearly not ready for harvesting yet, but we think they will be in a few weeks. And we'll probably let them go just about as long as we oh, can. Yeah. That's um, been... As long as we get them in well before the first frost. Right. The, as, if I recall, yeah, the, the, the problem with the sweet potatoes is you want to go ahead and pull them so that you can let them um, cure yes. 
well before the first frost. Right, right. Out, um, outside. Outside, so mm-hmm. we don't have to monopolize the shop to deal right, with the sweet potatoes. Yeah. So that's planning, part of what we're planning to do. And then for, for fall veg, the usual, the brassicas, um, and I, I have a few seeds I plan to put out. Um, I have, um, I've ordered a couple of perennial root crops, and I have garlic that will be sent our way. So we have, you know, an assortment that I think will be fun. And I guess those perennials are really the new addition. That's something we've not yes. tried to do before, the and leeks. The leeks, yes. So we will see how well those do. The, um, we're trying to, um, as you know, we're trying to transition more and more to perennial crops rather than annuals, and um, bringing on a perennial brassica will be kind of fun. Yeah, I think it will be. And then, um, you know, the, the others, even though they're not perennials, just having some nice uh, frost kiss collards later in the yeah. year, you know, that'll be one of our favorites. But I think the big thing we need to talk about is our plans for the rest of Veg Hill, because yes, this will be a small portion uh, that we hope to keep in one irrigation zone out of our two that are out there on Veg Hill. But let's talk a little bit about what I think, I like the way you called it a Veg Hill reboot, (laughs) because of the fact that we had such a problem this summer getting out there and weeding because of all the things going on. We um, are going to do something a lot more drastic than I would have ever thought. And that is, well, we're going to try it. We're going to try it. We don't know that this is the right thing to do. We just know that we're going to try it. And of course, as we always do, we will report to you what sort of results we get from it. But our plan is to pull all the trellis and all the T-posts, um, pull all of the drip tape and all the drip headers mm-hmm. just so that we have a blank slate out right. on Veg Hill. We are thinking we'll leave one zone being watered um, long enough to get the fall veg established, you know, to get everything going. And that'll be, because that'll be So planned. are you thinking the reboot will be after the fall veg is yes, established? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's because fair. Because then we don't have to worry about, it. you know, as you've pointed out, we, I mean, we don't irrigate in the fall and winter anyway but we do want to get those little tender plants established so we'll have that one zone that we'll just have a few rows maybe two or three rows with the fall veg and then when that's finished and I'm thinking the end of the month that's when we do our big pulling all the drip tape now I thought you were planning to scale back fall veg you've never done more than one row I'm not talking about complete rows I'm just thinking up toward you know the top of a row but we can talk about that the point is we're let's not get off the subject we're talking well i don't about want to get off the subject but it's important to me that you understand we've got to keep everything we want to protect together i'm doing that yes okay yes i'm doing that so what we're going to do is pull all that drip tape and the headers so that we can then get out there bush hog uh with the tractor if need be uh mow cut back and then bring in a tiller of some kind um, even though we're no-till and we've made a big deal about that, um, we've gotten to sort of a desperation point. And I've read about uh, a technique. It was reported in a paper that Mark Schoenberg wrote in um, about organic um, weed management. That is, those of us who don't use herbicides to manage our weeds have to come up with other techniques. And so what he reported was a way of first tilling where the weeds are, you know, tilling your soil, then some of those weeds will reemerge, and then you till shallowly in that area, and then that's supposed to 
really cut back on your uh, the reemergence of the weeds after that. Now, if that's your plan, we should not do it in the fall. We should do it in the summer. Well, it's only because this is the reason I want to do it in the fall, because the weeds are out of control out there now. And to go on to the next part of the plan, my goal is everywhere that we do not have target plant, target crop planted, we want to put our fall cover crop, our winter cover crop mm-hmm. there, which last year we had lupin. Was, I was very happy with that. Um, black oats even. Um, I would seed it pretty heavily to choke out weeds. And I'm including the aisles. I'm saying every bit of soil out there gets cover crop. And I know that's highly unusual, but it for one thing, it really built up the soil nicely last year. I could tell a real difference. And for another is it does seem to help choke out uh, weeds. Yeah, it does keep the it. weeds under yeah. control in the fall mm-hmm. at least. And we so. may end up having to do this again in the spring. To get to your point, we may have to do the the uh, till and retill again in the spring before we plant the spring crop. But at least this gives the lupin a fighting chance of uh, surviving. Because right now, I don't think anybody could anybody <laughs> any seeds could get past those weeds the way they are. And then. I guess next spring we will be starting over again, remarking the aisles, yes. remarking the yes. rows. And making sure that we do bury our Deploying drip the drip tape right. again. Burying it as we go, as I plant. Uh-huh. And try. And I'm just going to be try to be so much more conscientious about wherever I'm not planting target crop, cover crop goes. So that means in the summer it'll be sun hemp. I mean, in the spring after we've planted out whatever right. we're going to plant, we'll put in sun hemp. And just rotate that, or whatever we decide to use. Right, right. now, we're leaning towards sun hemp because that's. What we've and done. we're hearing more and more about cocktails of cover crop, right. not growing one crop only, but a sprinkling of three, four, five, or even six different yeah. um, organisms out on the as part of your cover crop. And so last year, I we're did open a, to that. I've done a, a dual mixture last year. In some areas, I did black oats and lupin mixed, mm-hmm. but. I am certainly wide open to the idea of the cocktail. I just like to at least have one or two of those to be nitrogen-fixing plants. That's what I loved about the lupin. As I said, I could really tell the difference in the quality of the soil um, as I started to plant after the lupin. All right. Well, let's talk about what's going on on the orchard. Uh, We are continuing to harvest those wonderful muscadines. Oh, we're so pleased with those. Those are coming from plants that we planted last year right like are they in their second year second they are in their second year and they're uh, large and juicy and have very few seeds so they're easy to eat and and plow through the seeds and just just real sweet sweet yeah and and, um firm just Mm -hmm. delicious eating and we talked last week i think about the varieties that we yeah we don't yet know how they're going to be for wine and Obviously, that's a big part of our plan for muscadines is to be able to make wine. So we're trying to research now the extent to which we're going to be able to use these scrumptious eating muscadines to make wine. I hope a great deal. Oh, yes. And jam, too. I like to make muscadine sure. jam. We don't I have that able... many this year, so we don't have No, we don't. all we're, we're doing this year them. is eating them. Yeah, yeah. And it sure is fun. Yeah. I was able to get out on the orchard floor and actually finish mowing it which was nice. You've made a lot of progress with your shoulder, and I know you were 
pretty much in pain after it was over. I think you did overdo it yesterday, but you got through it, and that was a real landmark. Yeah, and we're still planning to introduce chickens to the orchard floor yeah, on, looking, on chicken tractors. You were looking into, uh, this morning when I woke up, you were online looking at uh, breeds of chickens, and did you say you had three preferences at this point? At this point, but it's very uh, preliminary at this point. I'm just beginning to understand what the various breeds I just like that one of them was a leghorn, because I always thought about those cartoons with foghorn, leghorn. <laughs> well, I said, I'll say that, boy. You know, I just, and I know that that's a stereotype, but it's still, it was so funny to think I might actually have a chicken someday that's a leghorn. Oh, well. Yeah. As long as as they produce good eggs, and it will not be the rooster like foghorn leghorn. It'll be the nice laying hens. Okay. But but part of what we're looking for, the criteria are uh, they can adapt to hot weather well and still produce eggs consistently through the summer, and also that they're not broody. Which I thought that's a neat word. But. Yeah, they they will continue laying eggs. <laughs> yeah. They don't stop and and sit on their eggs. You know, there's another issue we haven't talked about, and that is firewood. We've got six pallets under cover, and they've been there since May, so they're nice and dry and seasoned. That's more than we've ever used. But you know, this year we're actually talking about feeding two stoves. That's right. So we have the lodge. I, I hope we've got enough. I think we do. I think the chances are real good we do have enough. But we have a whole lot of wood cut that's not split yet. We could work on that the, that pile, too. Exactly. If we get to the point where we think we're running out, we'll go ahead and get busy splitting some. But it won't be the same. It won't be as nice and dry and seasoned as what we have under cover now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking forward to walking some in the fall. I was out yesterday, and for the first time, really, thought, okay, I think I'm ready to enjoy walking again. With your sh- so with first time since arm. the injury. Yeah, the injury to my arm. So that was good. That's good. And you bush hogged last week, so this past week. So I think the trails will be ready for us. That's right. We've got plenty of places where we can enjoy walking. Yeah. And then let's talk about what's going on with our driveway. It's exciting. We've got some big changes happening in our driveway. We probably didn't design our, well, we definitely didn't design it well when we started living here and now we're gradually um well not gradually um rodney griffith and his group are cutting us a new driveway and it's much more level than the old driveway was and we hope it will be much more stable well we shall see i haven't actually been on the new driveway yet because they're still working on it so we'll find out how it is I imagine we'll use it today. Oh, good. I can't wait to try it out. And I guess we're uh, we're not completely out of time, but we've been running long for the last few weeks, so it's probably time for us to give you a few minutes back. Hope you have a great week, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.